Hey, it's Keisha, and you're listening to Keisha No Chaser. And I just wanted to record this because I am struggling mentally. I've been struggling mentally for about a week now, like really, really difficult. Maybe maybe it's been going on about two weeks. That's why I kind of haven't been able to deliver an episode because um, just to share with you guys, I am diagnosed bipolar um, since I was 21. So that came with its own set of struggles. Um, So sometimes, you know, it gets difficult to just want to get up and do anything. Especially when you're not sleeping. So since I've been dealing with this, it'll about the last 18 years of my life, 19 years of my life. Um, I kind of can tell when it's coming on how bad, I can't really tell how bad it'll be until I'm in the midst of it. Um, these episodes can kind of last a couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's, it becomes really hard to talk, really hard to want to talk, to want to do anything. Um, I don't know what brings this on. Everything was fine. It will be fine. Um, just become something inside of me that just can't do anything. Just this feeling like nothing you do is right. Nothing you do is going to become anything you're nothing. It's just these awful thoughts and feelings that go through my whole body. And I have to fight them and say, no, that's not true. And you can do this. You're better than this, you know. Um, but it's still cripples me and it especially happens at night these thoughts they're racing thoughts they're typical symptoms of bipolar disorder um so i'm recording this before i do an episode with t um about how he deals with this, with me, because it's not easy for me, but we have a family, we are family, and I want to know his perspective on this, and I don't talk about this with him, it's not, you know, we, we don't go deep, what I'm saying right now, I've never said to him, 
never told him how I feel um these thoughts I don't really say anything so I I want I'm gonna let him hear this and then we're gonna have a talk about it because I really want to know what he thinks and how he copes with this because this is a lot it's a lot for me um and it it has hindered my life um it has really hindered me in my life um with jobs with friends with life um it's, it's very difficult um at times and I do isolate uh I isolate I don't I won't answer my phone so it hinders me with friends it hinders it doesn't hinder me with family because they know like they know so they kind of don't um push me to talk like it's a real trigger for me is um when I haven't talked to somebody in you know like a week because I'm you know mentally going through it and they're like why weren't you answering the phone like what what's up with you what's wrong and it's like I cannot do this and I shut down even further because I don't know how to (laughs) explain to you that I mentally can't feel like I can't form a thought can't form a care can't form a fuck to give about myself to get out this bed how the fuck am I gonna form a fuck to give to answer the phone I want to answer the phone I do I want to talk I want everything to be normal but it's not and I don't have the tools to pretend I don't have the energy my energy is low. I feel like I need vitamins and water and all kinds. It's just I feel depleted and empty. And I should feel full because I am full. I have so much love and and it's peaceful. I'm not going through anything. I shouldn't be every... Everything should be good, but it's something in my mind that's not good. So I, it's not good on the outside, but it's, it's just in my mind. Nothing's going on. And, and you just, and then all of a sudden my mind clicks back and it's like, nothing's going on. And then I'm back to normal, but I've 
feel like I've turned everybody's world upside down for a week or two. And then I have to deal with that. I have to deal with that. And that's difficult. So it's so very deeply debilitating that it takes a minute to figure out what to say, how to say it, to where you can get people to comprehend what's going on inside your own brain. Because it's hard for you to comprehend what's going on inside your own brain. Especially when you feel like there should be nothing going on inside your brain this complicated that you cannot get up and do the simple things in life like go to work, be patient with your kids, have a normal life with your spouse, talk on the phone with your friends, um, read. You really can't do anything or you feel like you can't do anything because you don't have the push to do it. The push is just not there. There's something stopping you from pushing forward. Then when you figure out how to push, it takes so much out of you that you just want to lay down. And then when you lay down, you can't sleep. Then you get so weak because you're not really eating. Like, it's an awful, awful process. So I haven't talked to anybody on the phone really for like two weeks. So I finally started talking yesterday. Um, and today. And so I talked to my cousin and he used to date this girl for seven years that was bipolar. And he was saying how difficult it was because she would have these manic episodes and she would have to go have sex with other people. She would literally go like have sex with strangers. He was like, she couldn't keep her friends because like he he was he was basically saying like she wouldn't talk to people that she's known her whole life like her she would go make new friends because um who knows i guess cuz you can like recreate yourself you can be whoever you want to be at the moment with strangers i would assume you know um i don't really have that problem like um 
like I said earlier, the, the issue that I have with friends is just that when I get like this and I can't talk and, you know, it's the lack of understanding of, it's not that I don't want to talk to you, it's that I just physically cannot talk. And, you know, your friends want to talk every day. I cannot talk every day. I just, you know, I can for months on end, but maybe for a couple months out the year, I can't, (laughs) I can't. It's just, I can't. And then when you question me about it, it just makes me anxious and I will cut off the whole relationship because I do not want to have to answer to you about, I'd rather not talk about this. I would really honestly rather not talk about this because it sounds crazy, but I guess it's not crazy because other people go through this. I'm not the only person that goes through this, but it just sounds so crazy coming out of my mouth. Because I feel like that should be so simple to do. Talk to your friends should be so simple. And it is so difficult for me to do that. Um, But he was saying that she goes out and she would have to, you know, just do outrageous things um, to blow up her personal life. And he was like, but he, she could hold down her job. You know, she could, she, he said she could hold down her job through the process, but she couldn't hold down her personal life, everything else. But that was the one thing she could do. He was like, that's why he broke up with her. He was like, because he felt like, it should be across the board. And I was like, it literally be across the board for me. I can't, when it, when you're, when I'm manic, I can't hold down shit. I can't keep anything together. I can barely parent. I can barely, um, do anything for myself. I literally don't want to get out the bed, but then I need to get out the bed cause I need to eat, but I don't want to eat. I can't sleep. So what you eat today? Yeah. Yeah. Terrence is here. (laughs) No. No. You know you asking me while I'm recording. (laughs) He's worried. But I did this on purpose. So you guys got two parts. Um ahead of him coming home. Now he's here, so he's hearing this, and you see how concerned it sounds really, I don't know, it sounds bad coming out, and it is bad, and that's that's the hard part is grasping the magnitude with in this, because I don't want to take it as seriously as I need to. I don't want to take it as seriously as it is. Um, And then when it gets really serious like this, um, and, and I just feel so worthless and nothing, like I can't do anything right, like nothing's right, like I'm so worthless, and it just feels so awful, life feels so awful. Um you know, 
And I don't ever, I don't express those things or, you know, it's scary to even say that out loud. Uh, but it just really feels awful and it should not feel awful because everything's perfectly fine. But it's not perfectly fine because my brain is not perfectly fine. Um, you know, and it's scary because what started the conversation with me and my cousin was that I was saying like, I literally just, he called me, I answered and I was like, I'm not okay. And he was like, what's wrong? I said, I think I'm in a manic episode. I think I'm having a manic episode. I'm pretty sure I actually know. And he goes, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. He was, And he started. What I thought was like, yeah so he uh, said she would go have sex with random people no everybody's manic episodes are different terrence they're not the same no i don't i'm i'm not hypersexual i'm i'm not hypersexual and i don't i don't be wanting to have sex with random people i don't even be want so but you know they were younger too you know when you younger the manic episodes you do they're they're like worse i think my episodes now are more depressive no they're not subtle at all it's not that they're subtle they're more of depressive episodes but i do get i do get super excited about things um that's a part of being manic like when you're just overly excited and and this just is so right and I can't do anything else but this and forget all of this other stuff because I'm so focused on this and and that's serious that should be real that's why I had to force this right now because I'm very serious about this this is this podcasting this quiche no chaser this i'm very serious about this is something that's very much a regardless of a manic episode regardless of a bipolar disorder regardless of any mental illness i feel like i i i feel like this is the one thing that i can do i can con- it is very therapeutic I can follow through with this. I can do this. This takes no energy from me. It gives me energy. It makes me feel better. And it's definitely about finding outlets when you're bipolar, for sure. It's it's about finding outlets, things that give to you and don't drain you. That's just being human, I I would like to think, but when you suffer from a mental illness um you need things that feed you and you need people around you that 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 feed you and don't take from what at times little you feel like you have like right now i feel like my cup is very empty i don't have much to give i don't need anyone to take away from my cup um but this doesn't take away this definitely helps um to feel better 
So, like I was saying, she, um, I, I was telling him that, you know, a family member of mine is has the same bipolar disorder, and they're literally a prostitute right now. They got on crack, and they started prostituting. You know, and it's like, God, that is so scary to me. Like when I. Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with looks, though. Doesn't it's not out here picking and choosing who it's going to attack. And oh, if you're ugly, let me jump on you. You know, it doesn't have any. I it it bothers me when people be like, oh, so-and-so is so pretty. I can't believe they're having those issues. How is she depressed? She's so pretty. That shit don't... The fuck? That, that's nothing. Like... It doesn't matter. Um, But I, I thank God that I am not, like, in a situation where... Um, my brain is fighting so hard against me that I can't have control because that's definitely what happened with that situation is definitely everything else in life was not um, lining up. You know, the marriage wasn't good for that family member, like, and they're constantly going through manic episodes to where they turn to drugs and then that need to constantly use them drugs turned into them turning into prostitution like it's the whole cycle it's a lot of people on them streets that are suffering from mental illness and you and it's just like a a whole thing of I can't I can't get it together it's very important to tell like when you're filling out your job applications and stuff to make sure you say that you have like a disability for real because bipolar is considered a disability. And it's very important to say that because when shit like this happens after you've been on your job for a year or however many hours it takes to get FMLA, like you go out on FMLA. You go out for sure because you have to, figure out how to get through this and you you for me uh, I can't work through it because I can't my mind don't move that as fast as it should to be able to work a normal nine to five job like I have to do things that are like at times don't require much of me because I might only have Four hours of work in me a day. <laughs> Two hours, maybe, some days. That might be all I have for everything that uh, that it takes to do in a normal day. I might only have two hours of that pickup to do that shit. Can you imagine? This is a part of my couple of mm -mm, a part of my couple of uh hours quite honestly so i am giving y'all my a, a part of my couple of hours 
<laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. So, yeah, um, she tried it. Kennedy tried it. So, anyway, um, so she has that. Then he was saying he, him and the girl broke up because it was like her mom even said to him, like, how y'all – like one day he said he was with her mom and she's like, yeah, you know, y'all got everything right now. Like everything's all good and stuff for y'all right now. But what you going to do when her bipolar kick in? Cause this not going to work. She real bad bipolar. I was like, that's so wrong. That's why she is so bad for her. I couldn't imagine my mom Telling somebody like, yeah, this ain't gonna work because you know, basically, like she crazy, you know, she can't hold, she can't hold down nothing. She gonna figure out a way. Like, why y'all get her some therapy? <laughs> Do something to help her. Don't talk about her, you know. Don't talk about her. Like, help her. Help, help me, please. Um. So I, I just, I know that I would not have been able to get this far without like my mom and Terrence's, my whole family just being so understanding, even though I know they don't understand. And sometimes they want to be like, just fucking get up. Like, just do this, do that. And it's like, I literally can't. Um, and they let me be in, in my, I can't for as long as I need to be. But quite honestly, it would be nothing that they could do if I couldn't. You know, I don't know what they would do because this is not a choice. It's not a choice, you know. And, and my cousin was saying stuff that kind of had me like, that's clearly just wasn't the person for you because I, I couldn't treat somebody that I really love like that and you know because he say they would argue and then he would feel like I'm arguing with this bipolar ass motherfucker I'm like well bipolar don't make you unintelligent like you can't argue or something but I'm past I also have to realize that that's not a dig at me and that's not my situation and when when we were younger, we used to argue a lot, you know, or whatever. I don't think we argue much anymore. We don't. Do we argue anymore? I don't. Do we, though? Do we even argue, though? I, I wouldn't call those arguments. Like, if we disagree, we just disagree, and we keep it moving. So we kind of are past that. Um we don't argue. So what Kiki? You got a what? Oh God. So use your restroom. We cleaned it. It's Oh god. She all in my it's, um <laughs> Terrence. So um, we don't really argue, don't really have the energy for that either. Um, 
especially at times like this. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about how he deals with this. Because I know when he gets sad and stuff or, you know, what's going on. But he he always has a way. It's always in him to push through. My, I'm trying to get to... <laughs> And this is a part of my push through. This is like really good for a push through. And, um, but some things I just can't force and I, I just have to accept that. But what I'm kind of realizing right now too is maybe I have to accept that. And it's always been a really hard thing for me, the medication thing. Um, I don't know why in my mind that it's just like make something wrong with me. If I have to take medicine, I just, I like literally be like, mm. and then quite honestly, I don't know if it's because you get so used. Cause I've been dealing with this for 18 years now. So probably, you know, my whole life, um, I guess you get so used that they'll tell you that you're so your body's so used to the up and down feeling that you have inside that when you take the medicine and you don't have that up and down feeling, you think you're fixed and you stop taking your medicine and then you go back to the up and down feeling. And that's probably exactly why my mind tries to tell me that. I don't need, well, it doesn't tell me that I don't need my medicine, but just like, I don't know, that I, I literally will sit and look at these pills and be like, I just can't take this. And don't know why, because I know I'll feel better. I'll feel clearer, clearer minded. And I don't know if feeling clearer minded is scary or something I don't know but it's taken I'm just sitting here looking at this bottle of pills knowing I need to <laughs> take this medicine and just feeling like lord have mercy the sleep scares me going to sleep is scaring me right now that's how screwed up my mind is but yeah, lack of sleep does make you crazy too. Yeah, lack of sleep. Lack of sleep does. So, you know, a part of manic episodes for a lot of people are not sleeping for days. And that used to, like in my 20s, that was definitely a thing for me. Even in my early 30s, I think the last heavy manic episode that I went through. Oh God, I've had a couple, The but I've had a couple in the last few years. Um, happened right after your sister had passed. Um, that was a pretty bad one for me. Uh, well, go ahead. I also 
potential. That should tell you, like, you should stay on your med- medication if you've seen any bitch. It should tell me that. Yeah, so, because what if, like you said, you was, you wasn't getting enough rest in your 20s and 30s, 30s, because we were shit wilding, but you settle down there, you about to be part of your body ages as you age, and mm-hmm. shit don't work the same no more, so you need to Make sure you get all your sleep or you'll be delusional. Right. So I don't know if y'all heard, could hear him, but um, yeah, but it's again, it's, it's my mind as well, though. Like, it's like knowing what you need to do. How can I describe this? It's so difficult to describe. It's like knowing what's right. You know what you need to do. You know what you have to do. But there's like blocks in front of you that you can't see. You don't know where they're coming from that are stopping you from doing what you know is right. And you can't you can't figure out how to like, it's just a maze. It's a maze that you can't figure out, like, how to get out the fucking corner. It's like, I'm stuck in this corner, and I'm going to be stuck here for three weeks. And I know I'm going to be stuck here for three weeks, and I don't know how to get out of this fucking corner. And this is going to help me. I can, I can, if I just turn around, that's going to get me out of the corner, but I can't even figure out how to move my feet to turn around to get out of the corner. My mind won't tell my body to turn around, get out of the corner. The only thing that's stopping me right now is I need to eat in order to take this medicine, right? I can't even figure out how to eat. I can't. It's like I know what I need to do, (laughs) but I can't literally figure out how to eat. Okay, so then I'll figure out how to eat, right? I'll figure out how to eat. I'll go fix my food. But I got to chew my food. This is this is for real. The chewing of the food is a whole process that takes everything out of me. So that's why you only ate like three pieces of meat. That is why I only ate three pieces of fajita meat. Because literally the chewing of the food yeah. took everything out of me. I, I chewed that food and I literally laid here like this. Just in a ball. Because I was like, that took so much from me. There's nothing you can say. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. I can't, but see, and I can. Drugs and prostituting, but yeah. She started prostituting at an older age, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't worry about those type of things because. No, I'm not saying that, but if you 
keep seeing those type of things, then you know these type of things can happen with your disease. Yeah, I think you should take your medication. No, for sure. And when you're supposed to take it. For sure. sure. Like, even though, like you say, you might not want to do it and this, this, and that, but you know this is going to... I should literally be... <laughs> oh, goodness. It, sh- it should be about crushing up and like the ketamine help and that's why i was like i kind of struggled with like should i do a ketamine treatment but i can't do that right now because that also takes um a lot of mental willpower that i don't have right now um so is the ketamine stuff is more natural or something you trying to say or something? um yeah it's because that's it so once I like medication is easy. Let's put it like that. So when you when you're taking medication for me, it'll feel like um, an easy way out or something. I don't know. There's no <coughs> sorry. <coughs> There's no work behind it. Um, you just take your medicine. Um, with the ketamine, it's definitely a lot of work that come every day a conscious effort like that came with doing the ketamine treatments mm-hmm. and i like that it felt very purposeful and after doing them like i just felt more peaceful um there is a a, a sense of needing some peace i don't know like i i i feel in an uproar and that definitely doing the ketamine treatments and then the after the months after and stuff, I, I, there's a level of peace there. And I still have that same, I know I can get back to that level, even though I feel in an uproar right now, I still feel from what's day is Thursday from this, from last Thursday to this Thursday, what made the uproar just occur like that? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not anything that makes it. It just no happens. It just one day wake up, click in your head, and that's what. Yeah, it literally just happens. I don't know what brings it on. I don't know if it's stress. I think it is stress. Um, it, I, I think it's stress. Um. I've always gotten an attitude with my mom because you know how she would be like, Lakeisha can't handle no stress. She can't handle no stress. I honestly can't. Um, so I'm realizing that, uh, you know, when stuff gets really, really stressful, my brain shuts down. But um, I, I don't know why. And it'll wake back up. It'll wake back up. And it it is, but that's being bipolar. Like, see, so that's where like me and you. you So that's where me and you differ because, and that's where I think you and a lot of maybe that's how you're able to deal with me because literally the the person who was with the family member who was married to the family member they were like i 
And this touched me so much because they were like, I didn't realize how my wife was suffering until I started researching bipolar. He was like, my wife's brain is against her. He put it so poetically. He has moments. I mean, I, I, I he, agree with that. He I has. That's why I try to deal with yeah. But see, he went and did the research. And then my cousin, he said the same thing, too. He was like, I went and, you know, started researching. And I was like, dang, everything that this girl does and stuff is is like checks the box for. No, checks the box for bipolar to where and then it tells you like it's kind of like this is how you deal with this. This is, you know, how you deal with that because it's not them. It's like I'm not me right now. I'm not. I'm not me right now. So now you have to figure out how to deal with this second person because bi is two. So there's two people inside of me, right? And so sometimes you get me and then sometimes you get this other person. Now this other person, and really they need to say there's three because, well, there then sometimes like, because there's bipolar type one, there's bipolar type two, and then there's bipolar mixed episodes. So- in my 20s, um, I was diagnosed bipolar mixed episodes. You like all three of them? <laughs> something, something is wrong with you. So, so in my 20s, I was bipolar mixed. Um, mixed episodes. So that means I could have a depressive episode and then I could have manic episodes. So... Um, I can tell that this was manic because two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like two, two, three weeks ago, I was completely up. I was up. I was on a high. I was super happy. I was elated about everything. And now two weeks later, I'm like, everything is awful. Everything. What is life? So that's a, that's a, that's a manic episode. It's, It's extreme highs and the lowest of lows, you know, and in the lowest of lows and in them extreme highs, you will literally, you know, upend your life, you know, anything can happen in a month, anything can happen in a week, um, anything can happen and anything does happen, you know, um, but I, I kind of closed myself off Crazy things don't happen anymore. Crazy shit used to happen in my 20s. Crazy stuff don't happen anymore. Like, it doesn't happen because, I don't know, I'm a little more settled. I kind of understand more about myself and about, you know, my mind and how it works to where it's like, okay, you definitely going through some shit right now that you're putting yourself through. Nobody's putting you through this. Nobody's, you know, this is just all in your head. And if you got to stay in the house to make sure nothing happens that's crazy, stay in your fucking house. And I'll do that. But staying in the house also comes with a price because staying in the house might keep that those extreme highs from happening where you do crazy outrageous shit 
because you're you're chasing something in your brain. Your brain is going after something that it's like when the people that do those roller coasters like they they or they have to jump out of planes and shit like that. It's basically it's like the same thing I'll equate it to like your your brain is chasing some kind of high. You're either going to find it with drugs or you're going to find it with outlandish actions. You're going to, and most bipolar people, find it with sex. So then you close yourself off. Like, I'll close myself off so that, like, random-ass cuckoo shit doesn't happen. But that causes these extreme lows. Um, Because you think crazy shit. I'll think some crazy shit, um, but, you know, I won't um, do anything about it. So that part is cool because I know, you know, I know not to do anything, but it's just like, God dang, mentally it's so, it's debilitating um, and it is terrifying and I just sit and be like, oh, I'm so ready for this to be over. How do I turn around and make it hurry up and be over? And all I need to do is eat some food and take a shower and lay down and go to sleep and take, well, eat some food, take this medicine, take a shower and lay down and go to sleep. That's what I need to do. Um, And wake up in the morning and face everything that blew up in the last two weeks (laughs) that's a scary thing too facing everything I definitely have an avoidance um uh I've developed a very uh real avoidance to to things I will avoid 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 um procrastinate 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 to not face uh the blow up um cuz i don't like but that's because i don't like explaining to people i don't like explaining this to people because they don't some people just are not going to understand they're not going to understand they don't have it in them they they feel like you should just be able to push through they feel like if they can push through Everybody goes through shit. You should be able to push through. And I hate when people say that because if I could push through it, I would fucking push through it. I would bulldoze through that shit if I could. Um, but I can't. And nothing that and anything that you say to me um in that process when I'm going through this can and will be used against you my brain will put that in a it will put that in a file cabinet and always remember that and always associate that with you i do that i do that with a a family member um of ours i can always remember them anytime i look at them i i just remember them saying she's doing this for attention I never have forgotten that. She's, they said she's not bipolar. She just needs some attention. She just wants some attention. She's doing all this for attention. I've never forgotten that. And I have had a rocky relationship in my brain and in real life with that person since I don't, 
that type of like stuff like that. I just somebody at my school said something to me. Um, <laughs> you keep trying to fix it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say the ketamine didn't work. I said it did. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. It's not a cure. You have to. I do. I. Yeah. Why you saying it like? Well, medication, see, the thing about the medication is, is, is the toll that it takes on your kidneys, on your liver, the weight gain, the, you know, the, all that, the, the fact. It make you feel like space died or something Sometimes. Like that. Make you feel, that's what I'm trying to get to. Sometimes, it's, sometimes, like, if you take, like, if it's a, so. I take Latuda when I take Latuda. So it's like with the Latuda, if y'all didn't hear, he's asking me about medication. So with the Latuda, if I don't eat enough, right, and I take the medicine, I my brain hurts. It literally hurts. It's not, I'm not the only person. Like, that's why they tell you, you have to eat a certain, like, I think it's like, like 600 350 calories or 650 calories you have to, i think it's at least 350 calories that i have to eat when i take this pill otherwise it's going to make me sick mentally like it's going to make me mentally space the fuck out and it's nothing you can do about it till the medicine wears off so just imagine like you just space the hell out for like like as if you're about i don't even know i've never overdosed i don't think so i can't i don't know what to equate it to but it's just like your brain is just out yeah like you out of there you you and it's nothing you can do about it it's nothing you can take it's nothing you can do until this medicine just wear off that's scary for me. And that's like what stops me from like grabbing it because that scares the shit out of me. It also scares me. So then there's Seroquel. So with the Seroquel, it scares me because I could take it. It's going to put me to sleep. It's going to put me to fuck to sleep. I, you can't fight that sleep. You, you're literally just knocked out until it's like wake up. And then when you wake up, you might just be like, ooh, like you you kind of be feeling high or something, but it's a weird high. It's like, oh, okay, until your body gets, it's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, you might feel like you're floating and it's like, I'm tired of this fucking float. I don't want to float. Like I know with Seroquel, sometimes my my brain feel clear, but it's like, cause that's all it is. My brain is clogged up, <laughs> like it's clogged up with shit that, and it's nothing there at the same time. <laughs> it's it's literally two things going on. All receptors are firing, 
at the same time and it's just confusing up here and when everything's going at the same time it's like well i can't figure out what to do so let me just lay down and do nothing <laughs> let me just lay down and do nothing because how um it's not healthy um but that's what happens and then it's scary because some people can't even deal with this and then they just kill themselves because it is so much it is so much and they have suicidal ideations or you know i find myself quite honestly wanting to like cut i'd be wanting to cut on my thighs and on my arms i don't want to kill myself but i just want to cut and i want to bleed um but I don't because you want to, I you want don't. to, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, um, I don't do that. I want to, but, please, please but see, and that's why I don't, because I don't want to have to answer, uh, to how that got there. Um, so then again, I just lay down. I would just lay down. But then it's like, please don't do that. So then you start to feel like, well, everything that I feel like I need to do to relieve this, I can't do. I can't do. It's like you can't do anything right. You can't do anything. Don't do anything. And you just want everything to stop. Everything just stopped. I mean, you must be doing something right. You holding the family down. You still here. You're alive. You're free. <laughs> you have a house over your head, a roof over your head, cars. Yeah. You must be doing something right. And I tell myself that. Prostitute. I'm God. Not talking bad about nobody that is. But no, I oh God, I pray for them all the time. I pray for everybody that struggles with this because it's so bad for some people. And I, I just, I'm thankful that I'm able to do this and I'm not lost out there. And then I feel for the people that are lost out there dealing with this because I couldn't imagine having to deal with this and deal with people too. I watch interviews online and i'm like that person is definitely having some mental issues and they're doing these podcast interviews with people and these people don't realize that they talking to a person that's having a manic episode right now not that it's something wrong with talking to a person you know what i mean but when you're not a you're not addressing the fact that <laughs> they're having this situation and you just talking to them like about because shit, you gonna tell it. I can't keep nothing in, you know, because I don't want to. Um, so I'm gonna tell you my shit. And it's like Yeah, I'm gonna tell you my shit because I can't keep nothing in. 
and it's like you they telling that for the world to hear and then when they come out of that the shame that be associated with it you feel shameful after you have manic episodes you feel fucking shameful regardless of what happened during it nothing could have happened nothing could have happened but you like say you go out on disability at work you go out on fmla you will feel shameful for having to go out on fmla and when you come back and people are like well why'd you have to go out you know that's definitely what happens for me like people asking like well where are you been what happened Mm-mm. what happened that does something to me it's a it's a level of shame associated with it for me i don't want that to be anymore i don't want that to be so i guess this was like my first step at trying to take away some of that shame um and trying to understand myself and everything better so then we'll be back with me and Terrence having this conversation. <laughs>